Get back in the game. From the line of scrimmage to the locker room, this is Texans Replay. Your weekly look back at what happened and why. Texans Replay, presented by Geico. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Texans Replay. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter. And on this show, as you know, if you've been listening for the last eight years, we always look back. So we're going to take a quick look back at the Texans' loss to the Colts and do our weekly Ultimate 11. We're also going to take a look back at week six in the NFL and what a wild week it was in certain spots. Not across the NFL, but in certain spots, man, there were some unbelievable football games. But we are going to kick off tonight's show with a little bit of a retrospective for one Whitney Merciless. It was uh, not announced, but the news hit the social media airwaves yesterday and uh, it hit, and as soon as I saw it, I just, my heart sank, man. It really did, uh, because Whitney has meant so much to not only the Texans, but the city of Houston, to his people uh, in, in Haiti, his family in Haiti. It has just been a remarkable, remarkable career for Whitney Merciless here in Houston, 10 years with an organization. Man, that's really Really difficult, really difficult in the NFL to spend 10 years with any one team. He is an unbelievable, unbelievable man, unbelievable player. Here's what Texans chair and CEO Cal McNair had to say about Whitney. And I quote, there aren't many players in franchise history who have impacted our organization and community the way Whitney Merciless has. I can recall a number of times over the last 10 seasons where he stepped up for us on the field with a sack or big play in a crucial moment. But it was his unique connection with the Houston community that made him one of the most popular players in franchise history. Our fan base gravitated to Whitney from day one, and he always found ways to give back and serve through his foundation and culinary work. My family and the entire organization will always consider Whitney a Texan. So I figured on replay, I wanted to throw back to some of the memories that I had, even though I, you know, when he got here in 2012, for me, being down on the sidelines in, in 2014 was really kind of the first chance I had an opportunity to see Whitney up close, and he was excellent in 2014. But to me, 2015 was, there was kind of a seminal moment. You know, Jadeveon Klein was drafted in 2014, and there was a lot of, well, what's going to happen to Witt? What's going to happen to Witt? And when Jadevian got hurt in 2014, that really gave Witt an opportunity to kind of barge, you know, bust through in 2014, and he did. But in 2015, Clowney had come back. He was kind of in and out. The Texans stunk. Stunk. Two and five. Things were going sideways. They'd just come back from Miami, and it was bad. I mean, really, really bad. Backup quarterback um, couldn't – didn't make the flight to Miami. He'd take his own flight to get to Miami. He ended up getting released after the weekend. We were down 41 to nothing at Miami. I mean, it was awful. So we turned around. We had one more game before the break, before the bye week. And that was against the Tennessee Titans. And I remember that game distinctly because there's one play in particular. Because when Whitney had uh, taken over as outside linebacker in 2012, 2013, I watched him. I was like, man, I don't know. 
He can rush the quarterback, but, man, he's really going to have to play the run better. Well, early in the game against the Titans, the defense had to truly set a tone, and Whitney did to start that game. Mettenberger takes the snap. They give to Andrews, and Merciless is right there to make a stick for a loss. And then the floodgates opened for Witt that day. After that TFL, he started sacking Zach Mettenberger over. First down at the Houston 28-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the right side. That's Justin Hunter. Mettenberger gets the snap. Here's the rush. And the sack is there as the Texans get all over Mettenberger. It's Whitney Merciless. And over. Third down and eight. Titans at their 45 trips left. Mettenberger shotgun. One back. Here's the snap. Mettenberger. Pocket collapsing. Stacked. Another sack on the way by Whitney Merciless. His second of the game. And over. Mettenberger gets the snap. Mettenberger holding the ball again. Merciless with his third sack of the game. The hat trick for Whitney. And over again. Mettenberger in the gun. Two receivers left. One short side right. Doriel Green Beckham. Mettenberger gets the snap. Here's the pass rush. And Merciless is there again with J.J. Another sack. Number seven on the day. That ties a team record. And three and a half of those went to Whitney Merciless. Now, later in the season, week 17 to be exact, the Texans had to win one game to win the AFC South. That was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they did it. You know how? They sacked Blake Bortles forever, and Whitney Merciless had a big day. Third down at seven, Jaguars from their 27. Bortles shotgun gets the snap. Here's some pressure. Bortles is going to go down again at the 20-yard line. Whitney Merciless with the sack. Third down and four here for the Jaguars from their 40. Bortles in the gun, no backs. Here's the snap. Bortles with pressure on, scrambling. Bortles is going to go down again. It's Whitney Merciless, his second sack of the game. Whitney with over 10 sacks now on the season. First time in double figures for him as a Texan. Bortles shotgun. Texans jumped. Bortles. Gets the snap. Bortles is going to go down again. Merciless gets there along with Simon. They bring down Bortles for another sack. The Texans would seal up the AFC South that day with the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the next week, it was wild card weekend against Kansas City Chiefs. And oh my God, it could not have gone worse with the exception of, well, one man. And that man was Whitney Merciless. Smith in the gun. Ware in the backfield with him. Smith keeps faking the snap. Leg down. Here's the snap. Fakes the give. Here's pressure. Smith running forward. Smith is tangled up. He's going to be sacked. He goes down. Whitney Merciless with a sack on Alex Smith. Smith, shotgun, one back west to his left. Here's the snap to Alex Smith. Looking. Here comes Watt. And Smith is sacked by Whitney Merciless, his second of the game. Smith's shotgun formation, two receivers to each side, one back Spencer Ware, four men up front for Houston. Smith gets the snap, he's being chased, and Merciless has another sack, the hat trick for Whitney. What a bright spot on an otherwise dark day, Whitney Merciless with three sacks. Whitney's run continued in 2016. We went to Jacksonville in the middle of the year, and we thought that Whitney had come up with the first interception of his career, but it didn't go that way. But it still ended up being a really cool play nonetheless. Second and nine at the Houston 44-yard line. Bortles gets the snap. And he dumps it to Yeldon and deflected and picked off. Whitney Merciless has it for the interception off the deflection in Jacksonville territory. 
couple weeks later, the Texans went to Lambeau Field, and what a glorious day. Gray overcast skies and snowing the entire game, and Whitney Merciless went and hunted himself an MVP quarterback. Second and 10 from the Packer, 30 now. Rodgers takes the snap. Rodgers looking to his left. Here's pressure, and Merciless brings down Rodgers. Whitney with the sack. It's third and 19. The Texans would unfortunately lose that game, setting up essentially a winner-takes-all matchup with Indianapolis in Indy in Andrew Luck. And the Texans were ahead 16-10, but the Colts had gotten the ball all the way down inside the 10-yard line. This is when Jadeveon Clowney and Whitney Merciless teamed up for arguably the biggest play that season. Third and goal from the three, Luck in the gun. Luck calls for the ball. Here's the snap. Luck looking right. Here comes Clowney. Clowney with a sack fumble. It's loose. And the Texans have it. They recover. Luck coughs it up on the hit by Clowney. It was Whitney Merciless at the bottom of that pile fighting for the ball and getting it, turning it back over to his offense. The Texans would win that game, the second straight in Indy, and send them to the playoffs where they met the Oakland Raiders in a wild card game and Whitney went off again. Second and 12 for the Raiders from their 23. Connor Cook under center, one back. Cook drops back in the pocket, has time, stepping up. Now the pocket collapses and Merciless has a sack. Whitney Merciless with the sack on Cook, third and forever. On third and three, here's the snap to the rookie. Cook looking, Cook in trouble. Cook sacked again by Whitney Merciless, his second of the game. Merciless, after three sacks last year, has two this year in the wild card round, and we're not done yet today. One of the best football games I have ever seen was in 2017 when the Texans went to take on the New England Patriots. Unbelievable. And the Texans, they were down after a Chris Hogan touchdown, but Whitney Merciless changed all of that in a blink. Second down and seven from the New England 28. Here's the snap to Brady. Here comes Trouble, and here comes Merciless. The ball is out, and it's picked up by Clowney, running to his left. 15, 10, 5, rock and roll. Jadeveon Clowney with the touchdown. Unfortunately, Whitney would get injured with a peck injury in the Week 5 loss to the Chiefs on a Sunday night. Ugh. But he rebounded 2018 and came back with fire in 2019, starting off the season against the New Orleans Saints. He had a sack and an interception that night. Second down and five across the Houston 12-yard line. Breeze drops back. Watt try to get there. Breeze pumps. Breeze try to escape to the right. He's under pressure. He throws. It's intercepted by Whitney Merciless inside the 10-yard line. He's down at the six. The Texans turn back the Saints. Breeze picked off. On second and 11 from the New Orleans 45. Pocket collapsing. Breeze sacked. Breeze goes down at the 36-yard line. Whitney Merciless with the sack. Arguably the biggest game of the year took place in Nashville. And the Titans drove the ball all the way down inside the 10-yard line. That's where... Justin Reed helped Whitney Merciless make arguably the biggest play of that particular season.
First and goal at the five. And here's the snap. Tannehill looking left. Throws that way to Berkser. It's tipped and picked off. And Whitney has it. He's running across the 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Right sideline, the 50. He's being chased. The 35, 30, 20, 15, 10. And knocked out near the 10-yard line. A deflection and a pick at a big time as the Rock Boys celebrate the takeaway. What a decade it was for Whitney Merciless here in Houston. We're going to miss him. I hope he ends up sticking around the city of Houston. May have more football in him, and I wish him absolutely all the best in the world. He's everything that Bob and Janice McNair set out for Texans players to be. That was Whitney Merciless. All right, we get back. We're going to celebrate week six in the NFL. Boy, it was a big one. We'll have that for you next right here on Texans Replay. Texans Replay on Texans Radio. At CDW, we get that a Cisco Wi-Fi 6 solution keeps your teams connected on and off the field. Tim's first day back in the office is here, so one can only imagine the pressure he feels to interact with coworkers. Here comes the strategy team. Look at these awkward fist bumps. Thankfully, the group has been able to collaborate across a number of devices thanks to the speed of a Cisco Wi-Fi 6 solution. Now that's seamless 5G integration. For a reliable, powerful wireless Wireless experience, trust Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. Learn more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Unjunk your sleep at Mattress Firm's semi-annual sale. Save up to $500 on our top-rated brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. With our highly trained sleep experts and our low-price guarantee, you can rest assured you'll get the perfect bed at the best price. Unjunk your sleep only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. Back to the show that takes you back inside the game. Texans Replay. Welcome back to this edition of Texans Replay, where we are always looking back. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. It's time to take a look back at week six of the NFL season. Sunday was, well, it was bookmarked by a game-winning field goal in London and a game-winning field goal in Pittsburgh. So, I don't know. Maybe it was more exciting. Maybe just not as many games, but some pretty wild games in the afternoon than evening portion. But... We're going to start, first of all, with my music. I need my music. Let's go. There we go. All right, now I feel better. And we're going to go to London, where the Jaguars had a 17-13 lead. And then it was time for some Clemson on Clemson violence. And it got the ball back to the Dolphins. Here's Christian Wilkins sacking Trevor Lawrence. Second down and nine. Moving up. Look out from the side. Here comes Wilkins, your college teammate at Clemson. A fumble and Sealer will fall on it. The Dolphins would go on to score and take a 20-17 lead, but the Jags tied it at 20 and had the ball back late in the game. As the clock wound down, they faced a fourth down decision. And Urban Meyer had decided they were going to throw the Hail Mary. They called a timeout. Trevor Lawrence convinced him, look, we can run this play get a few more yards, and set up our kicker. Uh, What's his name? His name is Matthew Wright, Trevor. Yeah, him. He'll knock it home, I promise you. Well, Trevor was actually right. He hits Visca Chenault, and then the streak ended right here. 53-yarder to win it. It's away, 
Jacksonville wins and ends the second longest losing streak in NFL history. Well, the streak is over in Jacksonville, and they've got Trevor Lawrence to thank, 319 yards passing. They've got James Robinson, who had 73 yards. They got him to thank. Marvin Jones was ridiculous. Seven catches, 100 yards, and a tutty. Tua Tungavailoa actually played it pretty well. 329 yards through the air, did throw two touchdowns. But in the end, Matthew Wright hit a 54-yarder to tie it at 20. Then he hit a 53-yarder to win it at the gun. Jags go to 1-5 and five. going into a bye week. They win 23 to 20. Let's go to, I guess, just outside the nation's capital where Patrick Mahomes was fired up and ready to go on Sean Taylor Day. And when you do that early in the game, you look up tight. No. Uh, oh, Travis. Ke- oh, no. Jody Fortson. You heard me. As Hank Scram used to say, just matriculate oh, the ball no. down the what field. Do you say that because we're doing the Chiefs, huh? Mahomes <laughs> floats it up. Oh, what a grab! Jody Fortson takes the imaginary ladder. Patrick Mahomes absolutely outstanding in this game. He threw for 397 yards, did throw a couple of picks, had a couple of tutties, but I'm telling you, the best throw I think I saw him make all day was this one to Miko Hardman, a 45-yard rocket down the right sideline that Hardman caught right at the end of the first quarter. Right now, Jarek McKinnon gets a rep on third and four. Mahomes deep drop. He'll throw it. Over the shoulder grab, McCole Hardman, and he shoved out of bounds. That throw was one of the oh bleep throws. Now, there are some you watch quarterbacks and you go, oh bleep, that's just a bad throw. You watch Mahomes and you're like, oh bleep. Like, I can't believe that guy just made that throw. 32 of 47, 397 yards. Chiefs leave Washington 3 and 3 with a 31 to 13 win over the Washington football team. Now, the L.A. Rams have been playing some solid football. 4-1 and one heading to New York. Got to play an East Coast negative body clock game. Didn't matter. Matt Stafford goes off. Four tutties, 251 yards through the air. Cooper Cup, a pair of touchdowns. Most underrated receiver in the NFL. Nine catches for 130. But it was the defense that got things Rolling with the Rams up 7-3 in the second quarter. Obo Okronkwo from Oklahoma. Obo O from OU with the forced fumble and the Rams recover. Ready, Blitz coming. Jones lost the football. Loose on the deck. Paired could not hold on to it. And it's Rams football. The Rams went on to dominate 38-11, to and it was 38-3 to before Elijah Penny scored for the Giants to make it 38-11. But not a close ball game. The Rams had four tutties in the second quarter and ran away with this thing. <laughs> and Okronkwo's, easy for me to say, right? Fumble, uh, forced fumble helped lead to 20, uh, seven of those 28 big second quarter as the Rams knock off the G-Men. All right, let's go to Soldier Field 
where the owner of the Bears, apparently, led the Packers against the Bears. And, of course, you know the owner of the Bears, as he said during the game, is Aaron Rodgers. Well, with the score tied at 7, the ball near midfield, the, well, the newest member of the McCaskey family, apparently, Aaron Rodgers, handed to A.J. Dillon. Three of them, you mentioned Hackett, the offensive coordinator. Matt LaFleur is, of course, the play caller. And Rodgers kind of blending their styles all together for this offense. A.J. Dillon on first down with a big run, and he breaks into the secondary. Second-year man at a Boston College. Yes, Quadzilla himself, A.J. Dillon, with that long run. He did not lead the Packers in rushing. That was Aaron Jones with 76 yards. Aaron Rodgers, 195 yards through the air. Didn't throw for a lot. When he did, he threw to Devontae Adams, but Rodgers did throw for two touchdowns, and he ran another. And as he ran that one in with about 4.30 left in the game to give the Packers a 24-14 lead amongst a salute of, from friends, a two-fingered salute, Aaron Rodgers told the Bears, I still own you. I still own you. <laughs> Total savage. 24-14, Packers have won Five in a row since losing to the Saints in opening night, 38-3. Things have changed. Green Bay back on track. All right, let's go to another NFC North locale where the Cincinnati Bengals visited the Detroit Lions. The Lions have had a couple of gut-punch losses. This would not be one of those. The Cincinnati Bengals were in charge from the beginning. And up 7-0 near the end of the first half, the franchise, Joey Burrow, found his guy on the fade route to get the Bengals into field goal position. Oh, you know who that is. Jamar Chase. Burrow for Chase. He's got it, Jamar Chase. He's unstoppable in the last two minutes of a half. It's so amazing what we all talk about in the preseason. And by we, I mean the media. Media is having a field day. Oh, Jamar Chase dropped four or five balls. Dude, if you watched the guy play at LSU, you knew he could be and would eventually be a transcendent receiver, especially back with his guy Joey B in Cincinnati. He just makes it look easy. That led to a field goal at the end of the half to give Cincinnati a 10-0 lead. With that score still 10-0, the Bengals moved the ball down to the Detroit 40-yard line and faced fourth and inches you got to hand that ball to Joe. Well, you got to hand it to Joe Mix. Okay, well, Joe Mix has got to get the ball. Well, he did. Just they didn't hand it to him. Burrow has it. Wide open for the catch. Mixon inside the 20 with a block. Mixon, and that's going to be a Bengals touchdown. On fourth and one. All the way in for a 40-yard score. The Bengals will tack on a field to make it 20 to nothing, and the Bengals got the ball back. The franchise dropped back to pass, and, well, he went looking for his guy. Again, Jamar Chase. But given the score and trying to run out the, the game here, pressure on Burrow going deep. Jamar Chase, he's got it. He's tackled, or he would have been in the end zone at the 21-yard line. Another big gainer, and Jerry Jacobs saved the touchdown. Chase is absolutely ridiculous. Four catches for 97 yards. Joe Mixon had that touchdown catch. That was 40 yards. He also had 94 yards rushing. 
Joey Burrow, 19 of 29, three tutties, did throw a pick, but it didn't matter. The Bengals ramrodded the Lions, the Lions 34 to 11 in Ford Field. Uh, probably the toughest performance this year for the Lions after two games they should have had W's on, but they lose. They fall to 0 and 6. Dan Campbell yet to get that inaugural win of his head coaching career. All right, let's go to Charlotte where the Vikings were taking on the Panthers. This ended up being one of the closest games and one of the more exciting games all day. The Vikings had a 12-10 lead, but it was time to punt, and that didn't go well. Oh, the punt gets blocked, and it will be taken into the end zone for a touchdown. Robinson. Robinson's touchdown made it 17-12. The Vikings were now down. Well, a little while later, they would face a third and one. And when it's third and one, here are your options. Throw short to Adam Thielen. That's a good option. Throw short to Justin Jefferson. Give it to Dalvin Cook. Oh, that's, that's your best option. No, 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 no. How about a fullback trap to C.J. Ham? Third down and one. They give it to uh -oh. the fullback, C.J. Ham, and he's still going. Instead of handing it off to Dalvin Cook, it's the fullback, Ham. That would lead to a Vikings touchdown. In fact, the Vikings would take a 28-17 lead. And the Panthers, well, they needed to get back in this thing, and Sam Darnold went back to throw, and the Vikings' pass rush was going to shut that down. Second and ten. Darnold taken down. Football loose. Vikings recover. Tomlinson falls on it. Third Panthers turnover. But the Vikings couldn't do anything with it. Gave it back to the Panthers. And that's when Sam Darnold tried to do his best USC imitation. I.e. he brought them back. Darnold on first down. Takes off across midfield, still going inside the 30 and then slides and will be marked down at the 29-yard line as Darnold scrambles for 31. On that drive, the Panthers would settle for a field goal, but it cut it to a one-score game. They would get the ball back under two minutes, fourth down, last shot. All the Vikings have to do is knock it down get off the field, and go home with a W. But Darnold threw a dime to Ian Thomas to keep them alive. One final opportunity for Carolina. Fourth down and 10. Darnold fires. It is caught by Ian Thomas. About a minute later, Darnold would hit Robbie Anderson to cut it to 28-26, he would then throw to Tommy Tremble to tie the game and send it into overtime. The Vikings let one get away. Or did they? Madison remains in for Cook. Second down and 13. As Cousins throws. Osborne 
Touchdown! Vikings win! Oh, it was Kirk Cousins' dime time! 27-yard pass to K.J. Osborne. Vikings win 34-28. They move to 3-3 three three on the year. What a ball game in Charlotte. My goodness. What a fun one. 34-28. Kirk Cousins, your hero. 373 yards throwing, three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook was back this week. 140 yards rushing and a tutty. Adam Thielen, 11 catches, 126 yards and a tutty. They get it done in Charlotte. And after starting 3-0, the Panthers have lost their last three. They fall to 3-3. Three and three. Now, there's one undefeated team in the NFL. And it's sort of weird to say it's the Arizona Cardinals and sort of unfortunate to say it's the Arizona Cardinals. They came into a huge matchup with the Cleveland Browns at First Energy Stadium. No Cliff Kingsbury, also quarterbacks coach out. The play calling was in the hands of a man named Spencer Whipple. Now, a lot of you out there aren't going to know the Whipple name. I do because his dad, Mark Whipple, was a famous alum at Brown University. In fact, after I graduated, the year right after I graduated, Mark Whipple became the head coach at his alma mater. He's been around the league. He's now the OC at Pitt, doing a great job with a quarterback named Kenny Pickett. Well, his son was calling plays. He's an assistant, like quality control kind of guy. He got to call plays yesterday. Well, he picked a great one early on in this one on third and six. Play clock at three. Murray, draw play. Edmonds with a hole. Edmonds into the secondary, trying to turn on the speed and caught from behind by Greedy Williams. Chase Edmonds broke through the line and broke one for 40. I tell you what, I think Chase Edmonds is one of the more underrated players in this league. But a guy who's not underrated, well, he'll go down as one of my favorite players I've ever been around. And that's DeAndre Hopkins. Up 7 to nothing. It was third and goal. Nobody was over Hop, and he literally stood at the line of scrimmage, granted, seven yards away, and called for the ball. Kyler Murray gave it to him, and the magic happened. For Malik McDowell, let's see if he can make some noise here and make up for two costly mistakes for this Browns defense. Officially the first third down of the drive, and it's DeAndre Hopkins getting his first catch. Oh, what a move! DeAndre Hopkins all the way in for the touchdown! A spectacular open field move for his fifth touchdown of the year. There was absolutely no way Hop should have gotten the end zone, but he did, and that put them up 14 to nothing. And then it was time for the defense to make things happen for Arizona. Not going on There's IR. Dalton in the slot at the top. Pressure coming from Golden. Baker able to break away. Dancing around with flags down, and now he's down. The ball is out, and it's recovered by Arizona. Second chance for Golden got the sack, and Michael Dogby pouncing on the football. Lo and behold, the defense wasn't done. Up 23-14, about midway through the second half when the Cardinals defense struck again. And, well, you might know the guy that made this play. Second and 13 now at the 45. Four-man pressure. Baker in trouble, able to get away. Now Watt. Ball is loose. The ball 
is loose at the 47-yard line. Devon Kennard has it for Arizona. Arizona went nuts. Kyler Murray, four touchdowns. A.J. Green had a tutty. Hop had a tutty. Everybody was catching tutties. Actually, DeAndre Hopkins had two touchdowns yesterday. What a day for the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury actually didn't even watch the game. He watched till the final two or three minutes. He was actually watching us getting ready to play the Texans. Cardinals moved to 6-0. and This team was drafting first overall in 2019. This team is now undefeated, the only undefeated team in the league. My goodness. All right, let's go to Gillette Stadium, the house of horrors for a lot of us here in Houston. Would it be a house of horrors for the other team from the state of Texas, the Dallas Cowboys having won four straight going into this one, and it was tied at seven early when Mac Jones found Hunter Henry to get the Patriots a lead. And Harry just stood there and watched it, took it, and his team picked up an additional 15. Jones over the top, he goes, diving catch, yes it is! Hunter Henry with the touchdown grab. The Patriots maintained that 14-7 lead out into the second quarter. But when Mac Jones went back to pass, somebody forgot to block Randy Gregory, who has been just phenomenal, and bad things happened for the Patriots. I'm impressed with this improvement. Second and 17. Cowboys get the strip sack. And the recovery out to the 49. That's Golston with the recovery. And Gregory was the one who knocked it out. That would lead to a score. And then another score gave the Cowboys a 17-14 lead. Dak was dialed in all day long. Finding his guys, and, well, his guy, and that's CeeDee Lamb. And he was walking to the locker room. His gait looked pretty normal. Here's second and 11. Unloading and finding. Well, what you didn't hear there was Jim Nance saying, finding CeeDee Lamb for the catch. Cowboys would kick a field goal, but the Patriots would take a 21-20 lead. They would hold that lead until about two minutes and 40 seconds left in the game. So Mac Jones went back to pass. He's looking for a receiver across the middle. The ball was tipped. And don't look now, but Trevon Diggs has another pick, and he would take it to the house. Defense has to make a stand. On second and 15. Good throw, and it's intercepted. He's got another one, and he's got a field ahead of him. Diggs is going to take it to the end zone. But on the very next play, Diggs got beat, and the Patriots took the lead again. The three-minute interception, I remember the one that loses the game. Jones, deep ball, and oh, somehow they blew the coverage. It's born to the end zone. One play later, the Patriots strike magic. And guess what? Double move on Diggs. They come right back, Diggs. You want to go ahead and be aggressive? You're going to go ahead and jump this? Mac Jones hit Jacoby Myers for the two-point conversion. They had a three-point lead, but Greg Zerline kicked a field goal at 20 
Seconds left to tie it and go into overtime. And that's when Dak found his guy again. C.D. Lamb to end it. Throws it down the field. It's caught at the 10. And this game is over. The Cowboys win it. C.D. Lamb. The play on the timeout. This was it, Jim. You asked me what the play was. 35 yards to win it, 35-29. to 29. What a football game that was. Had some guys in the plane were actually watching. I don't know how they were doing it, but they were watching it. Dak Prescott, my goodness. 445 yards, three tutties. CeeDee Lamb had nine catches for 149 and two touchdowns. Damian Harris ran it well for the Pats for 101 yards and a touchdown. But the Pats cannot hang on, lose 35-29. to 29. And the Cowboys, don't look now, have won five in a row. Trevon Diggs, seventh interception. That's just ridiculous. Man, what a night a day it actually was. What a night it was when Chris Boswell lined up to win this one against Seattle. Boswell from 37 for the win. And the Pittsburgh Steelers win in overtime. All right, that's going to do it for our look back at week six. Let's look back at our week six against the Indianapolis Colts with our ultimate 11 next right here on Texans Replay. The end is near of the game, that is. More of Texans Replay coming up. Texas Children's Hospital is proud to be the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60. Getting kids moving for just 60 minutes a day can improve bone health, fitness, brain function, attention, and academic performance. Join us in our commitment to the Houston Texans and Play 60. Because at Texas Children's Hospital, everything we do is to ensure your family's future is a healthier one. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions and creamy pepper sauce and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic someone utters the dreaded words can I have a bite should you shouldn't you maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer good thing that dilemma's over good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger